Motivational quotes are everywhere. Just look at Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, even LinkedIn. A well-crafted, well-curated quote speaks to the very part of our brain that craves efficiency. If a quote can tell us in two to three sentences how to be successful, how to create the results that we want, how to live the life that we want, well, then our brain loves that. Our brain views motivational quotes almost as programming. Do this, get that. Do this, get that. Input equals output. But here's the thing. Motivational quotes without action or steps toward creating the very thing that you want, just words. This podcast episode is about choosing on purpose quotes that will actually inspire you to continue to take the steps that you need and that you want to get to where you want to go. Thank you for joining me. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the end of the day podcast. My name is Carrie. I'm your host, and this is episode 32 choosing motivational quotes on purpose. So, the idea for this podcast came when I looked at my refrigerator recently and noticed the four quotes that I had taped to my refrigerator. And what I realized as I reviewed each quote was that my relationship with motivational quotes has definitely changed over the course of my personal growth journey. So I remember a time when I was in my deepest depression, when I was longing for something different, but just felt absolutely stuck and stagnant in my life. And I had no hope that what I wanted was possible for me. I would spend hours on Pinterest scrolling through all of the motivational, inspirational, aspirational quotes, memes, sayings, manifestos, all those things. I was hoping and searching for one that would speak to me so deeply that would hopefully bring myself out of the funk that I had been in for such a long time. I was looking for the quote to give me the magical energy to start taking the steps toward what I really wanted in life. Now, as I looked looked at the quotes this uh, past week that I have in my refrigerator, I realize now that my relationship with quotes is I choose quotes that are reminders to me of the decisions I made for where I want to go, what I want to do, who I want to be, and how I want to show up in life. So instead of me looking to these quotes, these words that someone else put out out in the ethernet, um, instead of assigning the obligation or the responsibility for my growth to these quotes, I just use quotes now as a way to help remind me and keep me on the path that I've chosen ahead of time. So I know that some people have the opinion that motivational quotes can actually be very harmful and damaging to people. There is this idea that motivational quotes often 
have a lot of the characteristics that perpetuate unhelpful thinking styles, right? Like the black and white thinking, the compare and despair, the thing um, where the quotes themselves require you to have such high expectations of yourself that if you're starting from a place where that just seems impossible, motivational quotes can actually then make you feel worse after reading them, right? Instead of more hopeful, you can feel less hopeful. Instead of feeling empowered, you can feel despondent and disempowered right? Instead of feeling like you're, you know, proud of the progress that you're making, because sometimes quotes can make you feel guilty for what, what you're not doing, more insecure, more distressed than before you had come across the quote. But what I realize now is not the quote itself. It's our interpretation of the quote in the context of whatever stage of growth and healing we are in at the moment. So the same quote that you might find extremely damaging to your mental health in the moment, two years from now, after you've done some either therapy or some coaching or some of your um, really intensive mindset work on yourself, that same quote may not give you those same feelings. That same quote actually might be, as they have been for me lately, reminders of where you're headed and the work why you're doing the work that you're doing right and so when you choose your thoughts on purpose instead of letting default thoughts or fears run your life it's the same thing as you choosing motivational quotes on purpose decide what you want from a motivational quote and then find the quotes that fulfill that purpose for you just because a quote is out in the ethernet and it happens to come up in, you know, through algorithms and into your feed doesn't mean that it's the quote for you. And a great way to see if it's a quote that might be useful to you or one that might be one that's not useful for you in the moment is how you feel in your body and the thoughts that you think after you read the quote. Do you feel like, oh, see, I knew I wasn't doing enough. Or do you feel like, oh, If only I had more confidence, then I could be a goal slayer, right? That, honestly, it only suggests that maybe you are reaching for a quote that seems great, but you're not ready for it yet. Maybe you'll never, maybe it will never speak to you because of your given circumstances, and that's fine. Just put that quote aside, let it go away, don't pin it to a board, don't, you don't have to even hit like just because it spoke to you in the moment, but then it gave you all sorts of negative feelings, right? It's just a quote, a thought that someone put out into the world because they felt it was important and powerful. They wanted to share. Doesn't mean that it's meant for you, right? Just like thoughts that run through your brain and we create so much suffering for ourselves when we believe that we needed to believe them or that they were true. But as with As we know more about our brain, we know lots of those thoughts come up and lots of them have no use for us. So even though they come up in our quotes algorithm in our brain, um, it doesn't mean that we have to give them any credence. It doesn't mean we have to engage in those thoughts. We can choose thoughts to think on purpose that actually are more useful, more kind and more serving for what we actually, where we actually want to go, right? And so 
if you think of quotes as just a way to help your brain remind itself of the direction it's going, and if you pick quotes that actually inspire you or give you a sense of calm and peace or motivate you or, or you know, remind you, that's great, right? But if it's attached with negative energy, not the kind that says, oh yeah, I've fallen off track, let me get back on track. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking like I'm my worthiness is at stake here or I'll never reach what I want. If those kind of emotions come up for you because of thoughts that you think after you read a quote, then those just aren't meant for you in the moment. When I read the quotes, I noticed that each quote spoke to a specific area of my life that I have been working on and that I want to continue to work on and that I have learned from experience in my own personal journey. So these are, again, personalized quotes for me. What I've learned are things that I can actually succumb to my brain and the thoughts it's offering when I um, when I don't keep these in mind. And so that's one of the reasons why I like to keep them top of mind by having them visible on the refrigerator. Of course, after a while, you have to remind yourself to read the quotes on your refrigerator, right? But let me just go ahead and give you an example of what I mean. So the first quote I have is the quote by Louise Hay. I've mentioned it, I know, on multiple podcasts before. It's you've been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked. Try approving of yourself and see what happens. Now, I have been doing this self-talk work intensely, probably for the last year, year and a half now. So that quote really spoke to me deeply when I was first working on my negative self-talk. But now it reminds me that when I have my human moments and I believe all the thoughts that my brain is telling me about um, whether I am cut out for what I'm trying to do or whether I will ever be able to create what I truly want, etc. Or who the heck do I think I am for wanting to go for what I truly want? That quote by Louise Hay reminds me, hold on, wait a second. I've been that route before. And it really didn't work, did it? For decades. And the work that I've been doing is speaking more empowering thoughts, being more intentional about the thoughts I think in my mind and speak out into the world. So try approving of yourself, try empowering yourself and seeing what happens speaks to me deeply. So that's one. Another quote that I have is, get in the habit of asking yourself, does this support the life I'm trying to create? And again, when I read that quote, um, it still speaks to me. But I remember when I first read it, I said, what the heck? That's brilliant. <laughs> because it was a very simple shortcut that I could just repeat or read. And it would tell my brain, hold on, this ruminating that you're doing or this procrastination that you're allowing or whatever. It's a very quick way for me to say, wait, does that support the life I'm trying to create? No, it doesn't, right? And so then it, it's like a, enough of a pattern interrupt in my brain and a reminder, it's a shortcut reminder to say, wait a second, okay, no, I'm not going to ruminate any further. I'm not going to 
continue procrastinating? What are the steps that I need to get myself out of this slump or whatever, right? And so that quote, get in the habit of asking yourself, does this support the life I'm trying to create, is literally an instantaneous reminder to kind of take stock of my situation, take stock of where my brain and my body are at in the moment and saying, is that actually towards the life I'm trying to create or not? It doesn't mean that we're constantly in action mode. Like, are we doing what we're supposed to do or not or what we want to do to create the life we want? It also can mean if you are not taking certain action, we know that the quickest way to bounce back is to not go into shame or endless rumination, right? It's to acknowledge it and say, yeah, that's, the, that's not going to take me where I want to go and just do a turnaround, right? And get back to building the steps that I need in my mind to start going back in the right direction, the direction that I've classified as right because that's where I want to go. So that's also part of, does this support the life I'm trying to create? Not bashing yourself over the head because you know, oh, that doesn't support the life I'm trying to create. I know that I'm a human being, I'm infallible, and I'm going to be messy and imperfect and given to my uh, you know, instant gratification mind sometimes. And when that happens, I know how I want to show up for myself in those moments. Those are moments of impact as well as the moments where you decide whether you do something, take action or not take action, right? And so I get to decide what I'm going to um, allow myself allow myself to think and feel in those moments that will be in alignment with the life I'm trying to create and the person I know I'm working to become. The third quote I have is, are you willing to be bad at something so you can eventually be good at it? Now, that's my version of, I know countless quotes out there that talk basically about not having to show up perfect. You just have to show up. You have to start. If you want to get better, you can't get better by thinking in your head of how you need to be more perfect. You get better by releasing into the world your imperfect self and then modifying, tweaking, assessing, evaluating, having grace, compassion, learning, growing, moving forward, trying again, releasing again, learning again, releasing again, right? And so my tendency, even with this podcast, is to get all up in my head about whether something's good enough, whether I've said the wrong word again, whether my voice sounds funny funny because of my allergies, all that stuff. I know that I could wait forever until my voice was perfect or I was extremely articulate or if I scripted out the perfect thing so all I had to do was read it. But that would, for me, my own personal tendencies, I know is just another way of me indulging perfectionist fantasy. And so that quote, are you willing to be bad at something so you can eventually be good at it, is again, a shortcut for my brain, an instantaneous reminder of a decision I made for myself that I am going to be the type of person that wants to move toward where I want to go imperfectly growing all the way. Because where I was, was the person that the first attempt had to be a masterpiece. And even then, I wasn't satisfied or I couldn't have the joy of producing an excellent work product because then came 
all the guilt and shame for everything that happened, for me not allowing myself to learn and grow through my imperfections. And and so it just was a never-ending exhaustive perfectionist cycle. So that quote, are you willing to be bad at something so you can eventually be good at it, is a really powerful reminder of a decision I made for the person I want to be in the future, which I'm working to create now. The last quote that I had on my refrigerator, I actually took them all off and I'm recording, of course, in my closet and I have them taped to my wall. But the last quote that was on my refrigerator that I took down was this one by Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Courage is not the absence of fear. Rather, it's the assessment that something else is more important than fear. Now, Two, three years ago, I would have been like, oh, that's so motivating. That's so inspirational. And I would have this feeling of like, I got to pin this to my Pinterest board. And in the next breath, feel like, oh, I have to have courage. I have to, like, I have to stop being so afraid of everything, right? That was an unhealthy thinking style, right? But that's because in the moment, I had other things that I probably needed to work on to build the foundation so that that quote was something that was inspiring to me instead of emotionally draining and sending me back into actually more despair, more depression, right? But now, to me in this state, it's such a powerful, again, shortcut for my brain, reminding me of decisions I've already made. I've already decided I want to explore my deepest fears, the things that have been holding me back in areas of my life that I have been desperate to change, that over the last two years or so, I have been working to change, right? And it's a reminder to me not only of what I decided about fear, changing my relationship with fear, and actually diffusing and deconstructing fear, that's the first thing, but also it made me really realize that I've also decided what is more important than fear. So courage is not the absence of fear. It's the assessment that something else is more important than fear speaks to me so deeply because I've done the work and I've already decided that what's more important than me being afraid, afraid of you know all the fears, fear of judgment, fear of messing up, fear of looking bad, fear of maybe missing out an opportunity, fear of being seen, etc. All those primal fears from our primitive part of our brain, what I've realized is more important than that is the growth and the willingness to be the person that isn't afraid to feel fear. The person that is willing to actually step into and challenge herself to explore the things that make her afraid so that she's no longer spending so much time being afraid of them and keeping herself from showing up the way she'd like to in life and keeping herself from doing things that she knows her inner self would really love to be doing. So that is why that quote is so powerful for me because it speaks to decisions I've already made about where I'm going, what I'm striving for, and who I am working to become. And again, all that means is that I am working on that now, if I want to create the person that I'd like to be in the future, we do that by taking steps as that person now, right? And so this is just a simple way. This is a short podcast, but it's a simple way of just reminding you, you get to choose what thoughts and what motivational quotes you let into your energy space. You get to decide, decide on purpose, the ones that you know will 
serve you and that gives you the energy that you want, the energy that's actually going to help you move toward what you want and definitely not the energy that sends you further back to where you don't want to be. One of the last things that I'd like to leave you with are a couple sentences from Brene Brown's manifesto. It is called The Manifesto of the Brave and Brokenhearted. It's a beautiful manifesto. It's something that obviously is, speaks to the core of her being and her work and her passion. You can find it on Brene Brown's website under, I think, the downloadable documents or something. Actually, there are four sentences um, I'd like to leave you with. We will not be characters in our stories, not villains, not victims, not even heroes. We are the authors of our lives. We write our own daring endings. I literally have read that so many times and I don't know why right now it makes me more emotional, but it's, well, I do know it's because I know where I was desperately wanting to write my own daring ending, but never letting myself move through the fear to get to that place. So I think it's it's emotionally impactful for me because I know where I've been and working with my clients, I know where they've been. And when you realize that you get to be the author of your life and that you get to write your own daring ending, once you realize that, then you can ask yourself, okay, how do I make that happen? How do I meet myself where I am and not compare myself to where other people are? How can I meet myself where I am and help myself take the steps so that I realize that with each step, I'm writing my own daring ending. And it's not how fast I take those steps or how fast I write my ending. It's the fact that I'm allowing myself, giving myself permission to start writing, to start taking the steps. Okay. Thank you so much as always for being here with me today. I hope you guys have a fantastic week and I will talk to you next week. Take care.